You know the drill. You're making out. You start feeling your way downtown. One of you wants to make a move to Cunnilingusville, but you don't have protection. Dental dams are hard to use, hard to come by, and condoms taste like, well, condoms. Hundreds of millions of people worldwide have STIs that can be transmitted via oral sex. So let me introduce you to Laurels, a first-of-its-kind product that provides protection, sexy style, and comfort. And it tastes like vanilla. Laurels for protection are FDA-approved for STI protection during oral-based activities. And Laurels for pleasure are the perfect cross between sexy lingerie and kinky toys. These thin and incredibly stretchy single-use silky latex undies are worn during fingering, rimming, oral sex, tribbing, and more. Head over to mylaurels.com to get your four-pack today. Be sure to use my code for a discount at checkout. What's your position podcast? All one word. And remember, stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy with laurels. What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. On today's Quickie, we're talking about sex and depression. You want to hear a joke? Yeah. Uh, We just found out Grandpa is now addicted to Viagra. Nobody is taking it harder than Grandma. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Anyway... She's taking it really hard, man. I mean, she's been taking it hard for months, okay? He's addicted. Addict. He's an addict. 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 Throwing open my mouth. (laughs) Welcome, fellow humans, to a quickie uh, all about depression and sex. We had such a positive response from all y'all about our ADHD and sex episode that I thought I'd just run down a list of, um, you know, mental health issues and talk about how they affect sex. Why not? They all do. Someone's got it out there. Somebody's got to talk about it. Everybody's got fucking depression. Um, Did you know that 80% of Americans suffer from depression at some point in their life? Um, It affects women, technically, uh, reportedly affects women more than men. Um, But that's just because... We tell men not to go to the therapist or the doctor, so they get diagnosed less often less often than women do. But um, women tend to get diagnosed with depression more. Uh, but I think that everyone pretty much suffers the same from depression um, across the board. I don't think that there's more one gender more than the other. Although, unfortunately, our friends in the LGBTQ community uh, do suffer from depression on a much much higher and much more disproportionate scale than their heterosexual uh, uh, partners in crime. Uh, And this is because they have a lot of issues as far as minority um, struggles are concerned. They have a harder time finding doctors uh, that they can talk to. They have a harder time um, recognizing themselves in uh, media, um, in places where we get our news and in places where we are represented as human beings. Um, and their depression can also stem from a lack of understanding and acceptance from family and friends. So depression affects 
all individuals in great, great numbers. Um, and so I think it's really important to discuss with the listeners a couple of different aspects about depression and sex. First of all, I wanted to ask a personal question of the two of you. Um, oh, boy. Husband Kevin Weller and... I'm going to find a mighty, mighty Mia. No, no, no. I don't like that. My, mm. like Mia. We'll figure it out. Bambina. We can do better. Mi, no. Mia, Mia, Banana, Anna. If you're going to say that every time, it's going to be no, a lot. No, that's the thing. It's not about <laughs> doing that. Um, depression can be de debilitating. Have you, husband Kevin Weller, ever gone through depression? <laughs> yeah, quite a few times. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is, can you... For the listener, just surmise it in your own words in a sentence or two. Like, what does depression kind of feel like to you? Uh, <laughs> uh, everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah. It's in instead of the Lego movie, everything <laughs> is awesome. I was literally just yeah. everything is awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah pretty much. You just can't um, get into a good frame of mind, positive yeah. frame of mind. Even things that you know normally would make you happy, just fall short of you know it just sucks everything sucks yeah yeah have you ever had depression um i think so i definitely have had times in the past where i just woke up and i'm like fuck like i'm sad today yeah and i don't know why and i don't know what to do about it does it ever last longer than a day for you though yeah, I've definitely had stretches of time where it's it's been more pronounced for sure. Not in a while though. I've mm -hmm. been good. I've been I've been good recently. Been chilling. Yeah, I've been chilling. <laughs> You've gone through some pretty major life events too, so that's awesome. Yeah, no, recently I feel like all of my major life events recently though have been pretty positive. Yeah, which I'm stoked about. I'm you know it's yeah. Good. It's the law yeah. of attraction, really. Like when you are in a state, in a mindset of depression and yeah. negativity. It's really hard to see joy and positivity. And when you start to search, when you when you are negative and you are in this mental headspace of depression, it's really difficult to find joy anywhere. Yeah. And when you're looking for the negative and you're looking for the sad, it starts to present itself to you. And what you search out and what you look for and what you put out into the world typically is what comes back to you. Mm -hmm. So individuals who are experiencing depression have a hard time seeing a, a life event like moving yeah. as a positive, yeah. right? Whereas you are like, it's a positive life event. So moving I'm not crashing on my auntie's couch anymore. <laughs> I'm, I have my own bed now again. Right. I'm fucking happy as right. shit. And a person with depression stressful. might yeah. say, you know, oh, I live in this house and it's really small. Right. My bed's and the uncomfortable. AC the AC and is, I yeah. get a new one. I have to sit in traffic on my way to work. People with depression just have a difficult time finding any positive, any silver lining, any any way of looking at a situation other than through gray colored glasses, for lack of a better term. I struggled with depression, more so anxiety, as I've mentioned on the show. Um, for me, depression is it comes and goes. Um, phrasing. Um, <laughs> it is usually quick. Um, a quickie? It is usually a quickie for me. <laughs> um, I have in the past had long stretches of depression, like months at a time. Mm -hmm. But the whole time I'm in it, I am absolutely fucking aware of it. And I know this is depression. 
I can find my way out of this, which is not easy for a lot of other yeah. people. That's It's very difficult to be self-aware right. while you're depressed. And a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that I have a degree in fucking psychology. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when I recognize depression, I'm like, ah. That it's like is a doctor, is. like a correct, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like I self-diagnosis, right? Well, I yes, but I also I went to a therapist too. Everyone um, needs therapy. Therapy, yeah. unofficial sponsor. Therapy, for, for the period. Re- official sponsor. <laughs> therapy. Um, depression and sex go hand in hand because when we are depressed, there are certain levels of chemicals in our brain that are being depleted: serotonin, dopamine, and um, Hello, oxytocin. There they are, the three, (laughs) the three that I love. Uh, And individuals who suffer from chronic depression or depression that is not an acutely based, like someone dies and you are sad, you lose a job and you are sad. Those are acute episodes of depression where you may not experience this on a cyclical basis. Mm, but that's people, definitely what I was having. Which yeah. Is very situational, acute. very yes. acute, very yeah. situational based. People with chronic or cyclical depression, they may notice when it's when it's right around the time of their period. For women, a lot of times hormones can play a big role in depression. Um, some individuals get depressed during certain seasons, especially if they live in an area like Seattle. I have a lot of friends who were diagnosed oh, my with parents, seasonal, my mom, yeah, seasonal affective disorder. Yep, <laughs> they are diagnosed with SAD or seasonal affective disorder because they're not getting enough light or vitamin D, and so it is affecting their serotonin and their dopamine levels. And then some people are just pre genetically predisposed. Um, to have a difficult time making these chemicals, serotonin, dopamine, and oxytocin that uh, perpetuate joy and happiness in our daily lives. And one or two hiccups along the way can kickstart an episode of depression that can last for years. Mm -hmm. And sex, unfortunately, is tied to all three of those chemicals. And it's very difficult to find desire and to find... um, the self-esteem, um, to find the mental sort of bandwidth to even engage in sexual activity when you don't even want to take a shower. Like depression can affect libido. Libido can affect depression. So now imagine you have, yeah. yeah, imagine you have a sexual dysfunction, right? Imagine you have difficulty getting an erection. Imagine you're not grandpa and you haven't found Viagra. Ugh. And and now grandma is not only right. sad, but grandpa's sad too. <laughs> yeah, everyone's sad. Everyone's sad. And so if you can't engage in sexual activity, that could actually lead to a depression. Uh, and right now, unfortunately, there's really only medication for men who suffer from sexual dysfunction. So if a woman suffers from the inability to orgasm, um, AKA her partner doesn't know where her clit is, or I'm just kidding. (laughs) If if a, a woman suffers from lack of lubrication, there aren't a lot of medications out there that can reverse these effects and help that person feel more sexual, more desirable. There's really only Viagra or Sindafinil 
And they do make a sindafinil cream um, that they were testing to put on the labia of women to see if it increased blood flow. A cream? Yeah, instead of a pill, they turned Viagra into a cream. And they just wanted, to increase like sensitivity? Just to increase blood flow to the area, because that's what Viagra does. It increases blood flow mm. to the penis. And so they wanted to see if making a cream huh. could increase blood flow to the vulva. But unfortunately, that blood flow needs to be inside so that the lubrication can happen. When there's blood flow to the lips or to the labia... Cool. Um, right. So, because, like, you could be on Viagra, like, hey, your dick is hard, but you're not horny. Right. So, that's arousal non-concordance, yeah. which is something that we'll okay. discuss in a minute. Okay. So, Sucks. a lot. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's like a nice little. Ooh. Yeah. So, a lot of times, it's the other way around yeah. for people with penises. It's, right. it's they're horny as fuck. I and was going to say. The person in front of them is, <laughs> is amazingly hot, and they're horny, and they want to fuck, and... And he's they, just taking a nap. And he's a gummy worm. Yeah. <laughs> You're like stuffing, uh, stuffing it's raw dough. Uh, it's like okay. fucking pushing <laughs> I don't need the visual. <laughs> into a pan. And it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. you fold it. Been there, not fun. <laughs> yeah. And then for females, for people with vulvas, you've got the issue of arousal non-concordance is usually the other direction mm. where... We don't have to be hard to fuck. So we could technically be like, sure, I mean, yeah, we can technically have sex. Do I want to right now? No. Um, But just because I'm able to doesn't mean I want to. Whereas people with penises, just because they want to doesn't mean they're able to, right? So they want to have sex. They can't get hard. They can't have sex. For people with vulvas, they don't want to have sex. Nothing needs to be functioning in order for them to physically have sex. And so sometimes they just have sex even if they don't want to. A lot of times people with depression will notice erectile dysfunction and orgasmia, meaning can't reaching orgasm, and multiple individuals, multiple, God, millions of individuals who have depression uh, note a lack of libido. So just no desire at all. Sex doesn't even enter your frame of reference. Like, it's not even like, oh, I forgot to have sex this week. It's like, wait, I used to have sex sex? What does that even feel like? I I don't even know what that is. So today we're going to break down what depression is. And you could have multiple types of depression. You can have one type. You can have no depression. Congratulations. Um, You can have all the depression. We're also going to talk about uh, what medications do to our libidos because unfortunately for a lot of individuals (laughs) who are depressed and take a medication, it actually causes a difficult time having like sex. in the side effects right now there. you're happy yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're happy, happy but you can't come. and i don't care about <laughs> sex and i don't yeah. want to have sex and i can't come <laughs> from sex and yay me. and then we're going to talk about how sex can actually help people who have depression so first let's kind of break down what depression is so Depression takes the fun out of everything. It is something that used to be enjoyable, like eating spaghetti or having coffee or listening to your favorite song or watching a favorite TV show. None of these things is enjoyable. And if it is enjoyable, you're just sort of watching it on a mute, like you're a little numb to everything. Depression can leave people feeling hollow and empty. It can also make people feel like raw nerves. It can make individuals feel like they're experiencing every emotion to the nth degree. Anything makes them cry or makes them angry or makes them irritable, um, causes them anxiety or to question everything. Depression's a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Um, It can lead you to isolate from other people. You don't 
want to, oh, woe is, I, you know, no, I, nobody wants to be around me when I'm like this. I don't want to put this burden on anybody. I'm no fun right now. You can also isolate because I have no fucking energy to watch other people be happy. I don't want to go to the fair and watch people enjoy a corn dog because yeah. I don't give a shit. I don't want to see that. I don't want people to ask me what's wrong. I don't want people to ask yeah. me how I'm doing. I don't want to have to endure the questions. Like it, it isolates people. It causes people to um, go on deep dives on social media, which mm -hmm. can perpetuate depression, especially if that algorithm gets caught up and you mm -hmm. start looking at sad shit over and over again. Oh, and then my you're faced with more and more sad shit. Yeah. Again, <laughs> what we search for, what we look for, what we talk about, it comes right back to us. Mm -hmm. In addition, depression can cause severe sleep disturbances and appetite disturbances, which can really fuck with your libido. Mm -hmm. Depression can make it so people have trouble falling asleep, takes two to three hours for them to fall asleep. They have trouble staying asleep. They toss and turn all night long, never hitting that, that cush rim that we all strive for. And then the worst one is it can cause people to do what's called early morning wakefulness, where they wake up at 4, 5 a.m., two, three hours before their alarm goes off, mm -hmm. and they cannot fall back asleep. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been there. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks dick. <laughs> Fucking lame. Because the Come one on. time you get to shut your mind off. Yeah. Get, when you're sleeping. If you're, if you're depressed, yeah. get that six, seven, eight hours, mm -hmm. and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. nothing worse than waking up at 4 or 5 a.m. Oh, like, cool, my God. Cool, I can't fall back to sleep. Just going to watch the sunrise, and I don't even care. Uh, appetite can also be affected. Um, some people notice they have no appetite. Their appetite's just completely gone yeah. out the window. That's me. When I get depressed, I don't eat. I just forget. I don't. I'm nauseous. I have zero desire for any food. Nothing sounds good. Not even mashed potatoes and gravy, which is my go-to sad food. When I'm in a depressive episode, all I can do is fucking stare into space. Hours can go by and food doesn't even, somebody has to remind me to fucking eat. Yeah, like, it's like your yeah. battery is on empty and you don't want to eat, you yep. don't want to talk, you nope. don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. Fuck yeah. this. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck you. Fuck it all. Bye. Couple different types of depression. Persistent depressive disorder. This is an individual who does suffer from that cyclical type of depression where they can come out of depression, have joyful moments, joyful times in their lives, but they know that depression is probably lingering somewhere around the corner, which I could not, I don't know how, I, I, don't, I don't think I could live with. I mean, I live with anxiety, but I live with it on a daily basis. I know anxiety, anxiety and I are now, we hang out. Homies. Like <laughs> we're homies, I, it's there, I just, allow it to stay because I can't make it leave. It's like that unwanted roommate. God, it's awful. It's like that guy that sits on your couch and smokes all your weed. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Brad. Get off my couch. Stop yeah. stealing my fucking lighters, Stop Brad. stealing my Bro. fucking lighters, Brad. Uh, Postpartum depression. This happens to women after childbirth, after a severe depletion in our hormones. We have an amazing episode on postpartum depression in season three, one of them with Jessica and one of them with Brianna Carey, who talks to us a lot about postpartum depression and getting back into um, the swing of things after you have a baby. Seasonal affective disorder, which we just talked about, major depressive disorder, psychotic depressive disorder, which is when you get into a state of depression and you begin to see and hear things. Uh, bipolar disorder, which has... Um, depression attached to it it also has mania uh, we're not going to talk about that today because that is a yes, whole yeah, a fucking whole, 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 whole thing. Jesus, fuck. 
Uh, we do have a bipolar disorder episode in season two with Kent um, where he talks about what it's like to have bipolar disorder and um, be in relationships and then depression with anxiety disorders. Um, symptoms will affect you not only physically and mentally, but sexually. You may gain weight. You may lose weight. Um, a lot of people with depression are unhealthy because they are eating really bad foods. They aren't going outside. They've stopped doing things like going to the gym or engaging in activities that they used to enjoy, like gardening or reading or um dancing or singing and they just lock themselves in this darkness and it's very unhealthy it's an unhealthy fucking place to be some symptoms of depression that you should be aware of um, persistent low mood just feeling foul and like down knowing yourself knowing where your moods normally lie i'm normally a golden retriever so if i turn <laughs> into a basset hound i'm like okay something's not quite yeah. where it needs to be um feelings of worthlessness or guilt these are some really really important symptoms to be aware of if you feel worthless like you're not enough or like your opinion doesn't matter, everyone hates you, everyone's mad at you, or you feel guilty because you are avoiding your friends, because you're not going out with people, you feel guilty because you aren't going to the gym. Um, those constant feelings of worthlessness or guilt or other things to pay attention to. Uh, lack of sleep um, or too much sleep. Sometimes people with depression go to the opposite end of the spectrum and they sleep all day. Mm -hmm. uh, they sleep they take naps constantly. Mm -hmm. They don't ever want to get out of bed. Um, like just never feel well just rested. Just never feel well rested. Mm -hmm. Constantly feeling exhausted. Like they never got enough sleep even though they've slept for 15 hours, right? Low energy, fatigue, difficulty concentrating. So a lot of times people don't realize that some of the main symptoms of depression can affect you, your brain just right off the bat. Not having the words, not finding the right thing to say or feeling blunted feeling very slow like mm. normally you're really sharp normally you're really on top of things you are writing emails crafting things you're you're very verbose you're very wordy and then all of a sudden you're like that orange was um orange like <laughs> good it was really good. And you can't think of words like, oh my God, that orange was so juicy. I haven't had one, uh, you know, I haven't had an orange that juicy. And you know what it reminded me of is that one time that we, and like you have, you're just kind of lacking in creativity. Yeah. You're lacking in motivation to speak. Um, loss of interest in activities that you used to enjoy. Appetite changes. Any of these things in combination with one another should absolutely be taken seriously. And you can talk to any primary care doctor about this. You do not have to wait to make an appointment with a therapist. You can talk to a primary care doctor. My, the very first person who ever prescribed me a medication for depression was my primary care doctor. Um, and they, you can go to an urgent care and talk to a, a doctor about getting on a depressive medication if you think that that's something that you need. 70% um, of people diagnosed with depression have a lower libido than those who are not diagnosed with depression. So mm. sex and 70%, that's fucking high. That's, yeah. that's a big number. 70% uh, of people diagnosed with depression have a low libido. It's because depression is slowing down the productions of all those feel-good chemicals and all those neurotransmitters. This can cause an inability 
for a penis to stay erect. This can cause inability for a vulva to lubricate. This can cause difficulties in desiring sex. And this can also cause a difficulty in feeling sexy or feeling confident enough to want to engage in sex. It also makes it difficult for people to achieve orgasm, which should never be the end goal in sex anyways. But when we have an orgasm, as we will discuss later, happy chemicals are released mm-hmm. and it can actually mm-hmm. alleviate the symptoms mm-hmm. of depression. I wanted to discuss uh, a quick <clears throat> statistic. It's the set of the day. Ooh. It's the set of the day. Individuals who suffer from major depressive disorder, whether chronically, acutely, um, or persistently, will inevitably be offered some sort of medication by a physician if they take it to a doctor. There are numerous different medications that an individual can take. I'm going to give you some abbreviations. You can look them up on your own. Um, Some of them are called SSRIs or serotonin um, reuptake inhibitors, uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. There's SNRIs. There's also GABA receptor medications. There's also um, MAOI receptor medications. We'll go through a couple of different depression medications in a minute, but my statistic is specifically regarding the sexual side effects mm-hmm. of SSRIs. Okay. So selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Those can include Zoloft, Effexor, Selexa, Paxil, Prozac, Nardil. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I'm not working mental health. Never heard of her. (laughs) And Cymbalta. So those medications are your run-of-the-mill, typical SSRIs. Lexapro is another one. Um, I would like to know, guests, well, not guests, audience and humans, uh, how many people taking an SSRI experience sexual dysfunction. What percentage? Mm. What percentage? <laughs> I'm going to shoot for the start on this people one. People who take an SSRI for depression experience sexual dysfunction or sexual side effects. Who's going first? You. 80. 80%. I was going to okay. say 75. Okay, put yeah. it do it. Write it down. Because Audience. we, I mean, we've had several friends that we've talked to about mm-hmm. stuff like this. Yep. Um, and it goes anywhere from the lack of wanting to have sex yep. to not being able to orgasm. Yep. Yeah. And I feel it, like, no, go ahead. I was just going to say it just, it's like a, kind of like, um, a never ending you hear fuck it from, you. from almost yes, a never ending <laughs> fuck yeah. you. That's exactly what it is. You're like, I'm depressed. This is supposed to fucking help me. What the hell? I don't want to yeah. have sex. I'm depressed. Okay. Here's a yeah. medication to help you not be depressed. And, and, Cool. I'm not depressed. I still don't want to have sex. Right. And we've had and we've had these conversations where it's like, okay, so you can't come or you don't have a, a want to have sex, but you're happier. Right. So yeah. what do you do? Like you have to go back and because I mean yeah. anybody who's gone on a medication, especially for anxiety or depression, Ugh. once you find something that works. Fuck, dude. When you find the thing that but works. But the side effects God. are fucking up some other part of your life. Yep. You, it's hard to go back to the yeah. doctor and be like, okay, everything in my life is better now, but I can't do A, B, and C now. And so you have to start on start over that whole 
you know, uh, process of finding something that works and that's not fun. No, fun it's not. It's like trying to find the, a therapist and a medication that work are trying to find a long-term partner. Like it's, Oh my gosh. It's yeah. really fucking hard mm-hmm. and it's really annoying. So, yeah. um, individuals, uh, Oh, I miss having sex. But at least I don't want to die. But just it, talking about by water parks. But at least I don't want to die. That's that literally <laughs> oh, should shit. be on the bottle of Zoloft, right? It's like Zoloft yeah. is one of the most prescribed medications for depression. Yeah. Mm. It is the gold standard of depression medications of SSRIs. It mm. is it kicked Pro, Paxil and Prozac's ass when yeah. it came out. Doctors prescribe it like fucking candy. Mm-hmm. Yours truly was placed on Zoloft. Not for depression, but for anxiety, because it is a catch-all medication, as we say, and it can treat numerous indications. I was put on 50 milligrams of Zoloft, which is a therapeutic dose to help with anxiety and depression, and I immediately noticed that I no longer gave a shit about sex. I didn't care. Yeah. Didn't care. Yeah, Didn't I want... noticed it. Too. Oh, yeah. It was, a, it was a point of contention to the point where where poor husband was like, do you just not want to have sex with me anymore? And was I was it like, like do we not have sex? No. In general, or you no. just didn't even notice? I just didn't even notice. It just didn't so, even dawn on me. Yeah. Sex was just not something I cared about. I did. I was never horny. I never wanted to masturbate. I never wanted to. Not even masturbate. Nope. I could not, could not have cared less yeah. about. And you couldn't. I couldn't orgasm. Yeah. So normally when I masturbate, th- I can be done in three minutes. Like oh, I don't yeah. fucking need time. You can do it in a minute. I'm, I'm drag, fucking set. Right? <laughs> I drag it out because it's fun and it's fun to yeah, tease yourself and you like to make it heightened and you like to make it last longer. It, Mia, took me an hour. Whoa. To yeah. orgasm from masturbation. I would give up at that point. I was so angry. <laughs> I was like, no. You're I hate gonna be that. Raw. When you get to that point and you're like... <laughs> Fuck. It Wait, was, I've, I've come this far. <laughs> I've spent this long. <laughs> I'm coming. This God damn it. Yeah. I'm coming. And so if I ever did, like sometimes I would think I haven't masturbated in months. Mm. I should probably masturbate. I, I should. I should. Do I should probably do this mm. as a human being. And then I, he would be like knocking, Kevin be like knocking at the door. I'm like, I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. <laughs> do you want me to help you? No. <laughs> do this myself and so I finally realized what it was and I was like well I can't stop the Zoloft like I need to not be anxious like because that hinders sex too but finally I had to be like babe just initiate like if you want to have sex just tell me and we'll have sex and it's not that I don't want to I just don't think about it and then for like a year I didn't have an orgasm yeah, it, it was quite, I knew exactly when it started to happen mm-hmm. and I put two and two together, but you're, a, you have an easy button yeah. and I couldn't find it. Yeah. And I was like, I do have an our easy entire button. relationship, I was like, oh, a few minutes and we're done. Yeah. Like twice, twice. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like 30 minutes and I'm like. Is it me? Yeah. But then I started putting things together and right. I was like, oh, but it still doesn't help. Like when I tell you it's medication, it still takes a toll on your self-esteem oh, and you course. think to yourself, yeah. what the fuck am I doing? Does she not like me anymore? Like we've yeah. been together yeah. all this time and yeah. like, I'm not attractive. Like it sucked. And so when I finally was like, you know what? 
fuck this. I'll find something else for my anxiety. And I stopped. And when when you started to taper, it started to come back. And it was very obvious. About a month after I stopped taking Zoloft, I, my libido was right back where it used to be. It was was clear as day. So individuals who take Zoloft, uh, 30% report sexual side effects. Um, 25% of people taking Effexor report sexual negative sexual side effects. 20% of people taking Celexa. 16, both respectively to Paxil and Prozac, uh, 14 Lexapro, and 4% report it in Cymbalta. So what can we do? Um, Well, there are other medications for depression that you can take. So you can actually take uh, Wellbutrin, which is not an SSRI, um, and that can actually help alleviate the symptoms of sexual side effects. So if you are open to taking a different medication, you can talk to your doctor about that. Um, You can also talk to your doctor about taking uh, Abilify, which is a medication that has been approved as an adjunctive. For depression? Yeah. Yeah, at a low dose, five, five milligrams at a low dose. Yeah, you won't ever be able to do that's a clinical a, research study. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> for anyone listening, that's an antipsychotic. It is an antipsychotic. It's I was also, just about to ask, like, yeah. what is that? That's it's an, also a mood stabilizer as well. So my bipolar friends listening, you may recognize the name Abilify or Aripiprazole, um, but it does not cause the same type of uh, sexual side effects as many, um, SSRIs do. And the reason is because they're attaching themselves to the serotonin neurotransmitters Mm -hmm. and those serotonin neurotransmitters are now, uh, taking as much serotonin up as they can and dispersing it to the brain in a way that helps alleviate the symptoms of depression. So Mm -hmm. helps you have more interest in things, helps you sleep better, helps Mm -hmm. you have an appetite again, um, helps you be able to find joy in things. But a lot of people say that when they take an SSRI, they're not depressed anymore. Yeah. But they're not happy either. I've heard that from a lot of people. They're, they say the same thing like, yeah, it worked for my symptoms, but I was a zombie. Exactly. I, I was numb. Like I nothing was, fucking I'm mattered. Just, I, it, I'm not sad. No. I'm also not happy. Like I right? feel nothing. I don't understand. If so many people are reporting that this is an issue, why is it so commonly prescribed still? Because Zoloft actually works for depressive symptoms. And if you have someone who is in the throes of depression that is so depressed, they're contemplating ending their life. You want to give them anything. And if that means you don't have sex or you have other side effects, but you're still here with us, that's works. That's good. We have you Mm -hmm. right. I'd rather not have sex uh, I miss having sex, but at least I don't want to die. But at least I don't want to die, right? Like that is legitimately how a lot of patients with chronic depression feel. Someone like myself who has acute or, or situational depression. I was very depressed when we lost Kevin's dad. I didn't eat for three days. Um, yeah, I feel like you took it harder than I did. You and It was sister. rough. It was rough. <laughs> and my mom and I, I think, fared much I do too better and I I I never looked at it like that was a weird thing I just it was very like eye-opening and I Mm -hmm. think um yeah it did hit you hard hit me hard it was rough and and I knew I was gonna come out of it I knew it was situational I knew I didn't need to go be put on medication I just knew that I was gonna go through it and I just accepted the rip current of depression from losing this amazing human being, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to engage in anything. Yeah. I 
couldn't go to work for a couple days. I didn't eat. I slept like shit. I didn't want to watch TV. I didn't want to read. I just wanted to sit Mm -hmm. and do nothing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who experience this situational type of depression may not recognize the depths of the chronic depression. Mm, Yeah. It, depression is one of those things that sneaks up on you. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and the, the people <clears throat> you don't who, realize you're no. in it until you're in until it. someone says something. Yeah, right. Like, or oh. yeah, or you realize that things aren't going the way they're supposed to, and you're like, "What's changed? What's yeah, happening?" Yeah, it kind of takes a little self reflection. For like, sure. Oh, I've been like this for a month. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It sucks because you slide in it slowly. It's not like all of a sudden you wake up and you're. Dep- I mean, maybe for some people, but for me, it's always like a slow downward, like uh, when it. You know, it's usually re. It usually revolves around my career. Mm-hmm. My work always. It's, it's something that is just kind of sneaks up on me, and then as soon as things start going better, right? You know, you I slide out of it. Yeah, and, and you have been. a you have a, a a point in time that you can say I am depressed because of this. Whereas individuals who suffer from chronic, persistent depression, they don't have points. They, it's not like uh, yeah. they can say, "Well, I started becoming depressed because I lost my father in law, or because work was going bad." They don't have a reason. Yeah, they're just sad, which makes it even worse because then they think to themselves, "I should have a reason. I don't have a reason mm-hmm. to be depressed. Yeah. What the fuck is my problem?" Yeah, which causes yeah. guilt and shame yeah. and anxiety. Like, I don't have a right to feel like I don't have this. a right. Shit. Yeah, Things exactly. aren't happening to me. Right. I'm Nothing fine. Bad. Things are I have fine. a job. I have a house. I have friends. I can buy myself food. Like, yeah. I'm fine. I have clothes. Why do I feel like Why am I sad? <laughs> and so it creates this perpetual state of shame and guilt. And it's having an antidepressant like Zoloft may not be for everyone and may not be the answer for people with situational depression, mm-hmm. but for people who suffer from chronic depression, just that tiny lifeline of knowing, cool, I'm not going to feel like absolute garbage. I'm not going to feel really anything, but not feeling anything is better than feeling yeah. like garbage constantly. You know what I mean? Yep. If you're on antidepressants, you may find that your sex drive is completely eliminated or at least reduced. And you may even experience crying during sex or after orgasm. Antidepressants can cause changes in sexual functioning and an inability to reach orgasm. Common sexual-related issues associated with medication can include inability to achieve orgasm, changes in how long it takes you to achieve orgasm, needing more time, which is every fucking woman's nightmare. We always feel like we take way more time. Like, Jesus. It's a a mental thing. It is. But if you're laying there for an hour and your partner's like dying of like exhaustion and you're just like, it ain't. Just know there are guys out there that are like, take your time. Take your time. Just take take your, time. your time. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're good. We're good. <laughs> I got you. Fuck you all night long. I don't need a five minute quickie. Let's fucking go. As long as yeah. you need. You may notice erectile dysfunction and or delayed ejaculation when taking SSRIs. Many men experience erectile dysfunction and a delayed ejaculation. What at is, many what points. Delayed in their ejaculation life. mean. So it is when you are experiencing um, orgasm, but your ejaculation is backed up. So you're not. You're mentally and physically experiencing. The the orgasm but the ejaculation itself is taking place at a later point or is oh. not taking place at all 
That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men experience this with or without depression. Erect, like not being able to get hard is a, is a common at every fucking... Let me go ahead and do an episode about this at some point. Erectile dysfunction. How fucking common this is. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And yeah that's actually a great one. It is, because it's super shitty, because if a penis can't get hard, a penis can't have sex. Yeah. And I mean, there's yeah. so many reasons for I mean, erectile dysfunction. Where are you going to put the gummy worm? Where are you putting it? Nowhere. That's what toys are for. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. The penis can't yeah, have yeah, sex, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. The penis can, the body of the person with the penis can still engage in other things, right. but that stimulation of that organ right. ain't happening for that right. person. So when you're on these medications, it can actually cause erectile dysfunction or delayed ejaculation. Premature ejaculation can also occur in individuals who take SSRIs, meaning they actually ejaculate quicker than they want to, as well as lowered libido, less interest in sex, less spontane- uh, spontaneous thoughts about sex during the day, which is normal, by the way, thinking about sex, no matter who you are, no matter how you identify, no matter what your gender, Thinking about sex is a natural human biological process, and most individuals think about sex throughout the day, multiple various times throughout the day, especially when you're in a relationship. Um, So if you don't fantasize about sex and you are not easily aroused by a partner or by yourself, it may be because of antidepressant use. There are some effective treatments for depression that are not antidepressant based. This can be cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, You can also do electroconvulsive uh, magnetic stimulation. You can do TMS, transcranial magnetic stimulation. And there's also a ton of new uh, drugs coming out on the market that are... um, more or less like alternative therapies. So we're seeing a lot in our uh, clinical research life um, where we're looking at MDMA use for... Uh, oh my gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. And we're looking psilocybin. at psilocybin. Oh. We're looking at CBD mm-hmm. for um, sexual functioning and depression. Um, and there are some medication, or excuse me, not medications, alternative therapies like CBD-based lube that can Ooh. help increase blood flow to the area. Like that Viagra cream that you're talking about? Exactly, but Mm. in a more natural way. So there are alternative treatments to SSRIs, including therapy, um, different types of therapy that you can talk to your therapist about, um, and then new emerging alternative therapies that are coming out um, to try to help individuals who suffer from chronic depression, especially those who are treatment resistant or people who have tried all of the medications I just named and then some and still have no relief. There is people working in the background to try to get you this relief in other ways. When we come back, we are going to talk about how sex can help people who have depression. Join us. Tell me what you know about dreaming, dreaming. You don't really know about nothing, nothing. Tell me what you know about the night terrors every night. 5 a.m. cold sweats waking up to the sky. Ever 
waddle to the bathroom after sex, towel between your legs, desperately trying to keep the freshly delivered load from dripping down your leg and onto your hardwood? Well, worry no more. Awkward Essentials introduces the drip stick, or as I like to call it, the cum sponge. This medical-grade sponge sucks up jizz before it sneaks onto your sheets. Visit awkwardessentials.com today and use my code, WYP, for a 10% discount. They offer numerous products for all types of fun fluids. Keep your shorts semen-free and use my code today. That's WYP and save 10%. Awkward Essentials, making bodily fluids less awkward. Welcome back, fellow humans, to an episode on depression and sex. God damn, that song is good. Do you know Sia? Oh, that's Sia. Yeah. No way. I love her. Good. Uh, she's been around for a minute. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a thing. I don't want people to like, be sad and like listen to sad songs, <laughs> but that's definitely a song that I listen to when I'm sad, <laughs> so <laughs> I picked that it's a one. a good sad song. It's a great sad song. She has a lot of really good sad songs. Uh, we're talking about depression and sex. I wanted to go over um, something with you really quickly. If you are taking medications, um, I wanted to give you a quick tip. Tip of the day. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just for a second. Just to see how it feels. If you're taking medications and you are noticing sexual side effects, here are some tips for you to help navigate that. Take your meds after sex. Some people notice a difference if they take their meds in the morning or at nighttime. If you want to see if this can help your libido or help your desire, talk to your doctor about switching the time of day that you take your medication. Lower the dose. Talking to your doctor about sexual side effects, they may lower the dose of your antidepressant. You still may notice um, effects from the serotonin um, uh, itself, but you may notice less side effects. You could always schedule sex. I'm a huge fucking proponent of scheduling sex. Yes, spontaneous sex is fantastic. And yes, spontaneous sex is super fucking hot. But 
sometimes we don't have that luxury. Mm -hmm. If you have kids, mm -hmm. if you have opposite schedules, mm -hmm. if you're on a medication that makes you forget that sex is a thing that people do, uh, scheduling sex can actually help you not only get excited about it, like we're going to have sex Friday. Now all you're thinking, I'm pointing at husband Kevin Waller, all you're thinking about is we're going to fuck Friday. Yeah. And so you can start to send messages to one another and create anticipation and create this idea about surrounding the sexual in encounter. Um, scheduling sex uh, can actually help you remember what libido is and entice more excitability in your brain. Interesting. Take a drug holiday. Depending on how long the washout period is. So a washout period just in a general sense of an idea is how long it takes for that medication to wash out of your system when you don't take it for some drugs, it's three days for some drugs, it's 21 days for some drugs, it's 24 hours. But if you want to have sex, talk to your doctor, maybe about diminishing or reducing the amount of the antidepressant depressant you take leading up to a Friday. Like, you know you're going to have sex with your significant other this weekend, and so you maybe taper down your medication and you come off of it for that weekend, and then you start it up again um, once you've had sex. So now you've taken this little drug holiday. I'm telling you, within three days of not taking Zoloft, I was horny as fuck. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. <laughs> and you could also switch to a different drug. So Welbutrin, like I mentioned earlier, Remron or Mirtazapine uh, cause less sexual side effects. Wellbutrin or bupropion affects both norepinephrine and dopamine and can actually help improve sexual response in some people. So we do love us some Wellbutrin. Wellbutrin is also another one of those catch-all drugs. Mm. Um, they prescribed husband Kevin Weller Wellbutrin when he <laughs> wanted to quit smoking because yeah. they noticed one oh. of the side effects oh, was smoking cessation. Was smoking cessation was the in like crazy. the no more cravings for smoking. So people who were put on Wellbutrin yeah. in depression trials actually said, I don't want to smoke anymore. And they were like, hold the fucking phone. Uh, we can make more money. We can make more money. Yeah. So, I'll prescribe this and call it something different. Chantix is Wellbutrin, by the way, just yeah, for anyone who's bird, wondering. One stone. Well, two birds, one stone. Um, it's also prescribed for uh, anxiety as well. Uh, I'm going to give you the stat now so I don't forget because it's on this page. So uh, I said, how many people who are prescribed an SSRI say that they experience sexual side effects. Husband Kevin Weller, you said 80%. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Mia said 75. Yep. Typically, we do prices right rules here at WIP, and it's the closest without going over. Interesting. Um, Where is this going? Both of you were over. Oh. But oh, wow. you were closer, Mia. It oh. is 70% of people who are prescribed wow. an SSRI report sexual side effects. Hum <laughs> oh my <God>. Humans, <laughs> hear me. <laughs> If you're on an SSRI, you are not alone. If you're experiencing any sexual side effects, 70% of people. 70. That's so that's big. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's, yes, that's three out of four people that's, who are prescribed yeah. an SSRI are having sexual side effects. Mm -hmm. And if sex is important to you, talk to your fucking doctor. 
because it yeah. should be important to you. You should want to experience joy. You should want to experience these sexual releases with your partner. And if you're in a relationship and your partner doesn't have depression, you should take their feelings um, and their libido into account. You don't want to just, you want first and foremost to make sure that your health, physical and mental, is key number one focus in your life. Mm -hmm. If you have to be on Zoloft and you have to be on a high dose in order for you to survive, fuck sex. Fuck it. Right. That's the end of that. It, that's fine. But if you're someone who can talk to your doctor about switching medications, and it is important to you and your partner to feel connected sexually, mm -hmm. there are alternatives. Right. And you're not alone. But you have to talk to your partner. Like, you can't... I remember vividly, may not have been in the most appropriate of <laughs> moments, but Kevin said to me while we were having sex, you know, you, you just don't, you don't come as often as you used to. And I was like, oh. And I hadn't really... <laughs> hadn't wait, 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 wait. I don't think this has happened. Don't it did. Have, no. Yeah. No, this is after we had sex. I'm I don't think so. It was, sure. nah, it was... Because it was, I was I super sensitive to the realization that it was, that was happening. It was, I feel like it was mid-pump. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do that? Maybe not mid-pump, but maybe That's like, like an I love you for the first time. Post-coital, that <laughs> happened too. Uh, <laughs> no, I remember we, no, I brought it up. I'm pretty sure we were sitting on the couch at the old place. And I brought that up. I was like. It was like right after, too, which is fine. That's when you should be bringing these things up. Like in, yeah, I don't think it was mid-pump. I don't think I would <laughs> right, ever do it, that. Yeah, maybe don't bring up important touchy topics. Yeah, no. Mid-pump. Mid uh, but yeah, it it is absolutely, absolutely important. Had he not brought it up, I wouldn't have realized it. No, and when you were saying like you didn't realize the time, that's another thing I was thinking about yep. is depression and time perception oh, and God. how that can affect mm. also like yeah. your relationship as a whole. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe you just didn't realize that you haven't yeah. been having sex. How long like has you it? just actually yeah. haven't. What do you mean? We, we had sex the other day. It's actually been three months. <laughs> oh, what? Oh. Okay. Where the where the fuck did the time go? Dis depression fucks with your perception of the day, of the weeks, of the months. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely. Time perception is huge, yeah. huge with depression. Couple tips for coping with depression um, if you do not want to be on medication. Get more exercise. Okay, listen. Yeah. I understand how difficult it is when you are depressed to go to the gym. So maybe don't do that. Maybe go for a walk around your neighborhood. Yeah. Maybe walk your dog. Maybe walk to the convenience store and buy yourself a chocolate Yoohoo. Maybe That's do. Great. I remember, <laughs> I remember when I was in a super anxious state, I set an alarm every day for 8 p.m. to do a plank for 60 seconds. Yeah, I remember that. And it was just this reminder to do some form of exercise for 60 seconds. And then once I was able to do that, I was able to add 10 sit-ups. And then once I was able to do that, I was able to add jumping jacks. And then I started to go to the gym. And it's these tiny behavioral modifications. It's not, I'm depressed, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week and I'm going to, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. That's a quick change. Holy motherfucker. Yeah. But like, fitness helps so much. 
it releases so many hormones, so much yeah. endorphins. Especially about like depression towards your cycle. Yeah. Oh, working yeah. out can also help with menstrual cramps. Working out helps yeah. menstrual cramps. So does sex. Jinx. Yeah. And, <laughs> and self confidence. Yep. Yeah. It's so hard to Everything. have sex when you're not confident. So hard. So if you're not going to the gym, you're not feeling confident about yourself. So going to the gym or getting any exercise you can, riding your bike, taking a walk. Do some yoga. Pull up a YouTube video. Pull up a fucking video about That's what just I was doing yeah, yoga. Pilates. Yeah. Any, mm -hmm. any workout that you can do at home without weights. Um, or Use a water bottle for a weight. That's yeah. what I do sometimes. Use a gallon of milk. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, take a break or excuse me, break the pattern of not having sex. So sometimes you just get into a routine of not having sex. So start scheduling sex, scheduling intimacy sessions. You don't have to have penetrative sex. You can schedule cuddle times. My God. I like that. The six second kiss <laughs> is something I feel like every group, uh, a couple needs to get involved with. It's when you kiss your partner for six seconds, it actually releases more happy chemicals. Oh, it's like and hugging for hugging for time. 10 seconds yeah. is another way to do that. And you don't have to have a partner to hug somebody for 10 seconds. You can give anyone a 10 second hug. And the goodness that's released from your body when you do that right. is like a tiny little jolt of an SSRI. Yeah. Get over the awkwardness of it. Your get body's it. actually releasing your body hormones that are that like shit. really stoked about it. Yeah. <laughs> Limit your use of alcohol, drugs, and tobacco. Oh, God. Alcohol <laughs> alcohol <laughs> is a depressant, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. I hope that you realize that. Um, and when you are depressed, you can self-medicate. That is absolutely something that happens that happened a lot during the pandemic. I actually saw this thing on Instagram recently that said middle-aged adults, people between the ages of 30 and 50, their alcohol use has increased by 23% since the pandemic. Dude, I was drinking a lot during lockdown. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. It's like, what else am I going to do? I'm going to sit in my yard. Point with the sound effects today. <laughs> what else is there to I'm do? I'm going to sit in my yard. I'm going to have a drink and I'm going to watch my dogs run around. And there's a That's fucking all I can do. buttload of things to be sad about. Yeah. COVID was a life ruiner. Um, Get good sleep. This is hilarious for people with depression. God. God, just get good sleep. Just get a good, just get over just it. Get a good night's sleep. <laughs> just like Do that. It. Just get it. Sleep sucks, dude. It's really hard if you have insomnia. Um, but having a lack of sleep or disrupted sleep um, has been linked to a higher risk of depression and higher erectile dysfunction. Your body needs sleep, regardless of who you are. Oh yeah, you're like you need it. I I am, cannot survive. It, it is a joke in our office. Yeah. I, I am a fucking <laughs> monster when I don't get eight hours of sleep. Like I can't function as a person. Oh I'm, no, I can. Yeah. Some people are like food functioners. Like Kevin can't start his day without breakfast. Nope. He's an evil man. If he doesn't get a waffle in, <laughs> evil. His, in his face, angry, angry. I can fucks not, my whole day. Up uh, his entire day. Eat. Yeah. I cannot eat till 2 p.m. and be yes. my normal self. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit. That. If I don't get seven to eight, seven to nine hours of sleep, I am a dick. Like, there is no way I can function. I am cranky. You love naps. I hate naps. Champagne naps. I fucking hate champagne naps, and you know it, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> talk to your medical provider, your physician, nurse practitioner. Maybe they can help you with some medications that can uh, benefit you, whether they be for sleep or anxiety, um, or maybe you have 
a deficiency, an iron deficiency, yeah. a thyroid deficiency. Um, perhaps you have something going on endocrinology-wise yeah. that could be needing attention and it's affecting other parts of your body. So if you are noticing persistent depressive symptoms that cannot be remedied through your normal channels of exercise, meditation, journaling, gratitude, talk to your medical professionals. There could be something medically going on that requires medications. So sex is one of the four fund fundamental needs of human beings that is described by psychologists. Um, sex, shelter, food, and water. Um, these are fundamental needs that every human being has to have in order to be a functioning psychological being. Being with a partner, having sex with someone can actually increase our mood and our well-being. There is evidence totally. that sex can stimulate the release of feel-good chemicals in the brain. With dopamine, it helps us focus our attention and increases our motivation. Endorphins fight the stresses of daily life and give you a temporary high. And oxytocin, also known as the cuddle hormone, increases feelings of compassion and affection. All of these feel-good hormones and chemicals are released during sex, even if you don't orgasm, and can actually help reduce the symptoms of depression. I'm not telling you to go out and fuck everybody. I mean, you do whatever you want. You fuck all the people, fuck a person, fuck five people. I don't care. But knowing that there are benefits to sex when it comes to your mental health is something that not a lot of people are aware of. Yeah. Sex and psychology are linked together. This is why I teach mm -hmm. human sexuality, because sex and psychology are linked. How does sex benefit your mental health? It acts as a stress buster, okay? Do you feel, husband Kevin Weller, less stressed after you have sex? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. You That's get, great. Yeah. There is no stress after you have sex. I mean, no. how do you, what do you think is probably your go-to, like, stress reliever? <laughs> sex. Right. Masturbation. There you go. Rubbing one out. Yeah. Stressed, rub one out. Done. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yep. Balances me out. It actually has been shown to reduce the level of cortisol uh, in the blood. Cortisol is a stress hormone. I, yeah, but you would think like because of the, all the physical activity. It reduces it. Is it the same for exercise? Mm, yes, it is. That's yeah, so I know. Crazy. I know. It depends on the exercise. Right, if you're playing right. a fucking professional football game, yeah, probably if you're not. Like, right. but, yeah. Stress cortisol, lifting, bro. cortisol is not great. We don't want it in the blood. It can actually cause um, our arteries to get clogged. Um, it's linked to strokes. It's linked to heart attacks, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. So we don't like cortisol. Sex puts you in a good mood. In a study conducted on 58 middle-aged women, they found physical intimacy with a partner led to less stress and a positive mood the next day. So if Becky in accounting is being a bitch and you're like, Becky needs to get laid, she probably <laughs> fucking does. Oh my God. Yeah. She probably fucking does either by herself or by someone else. And we can masturbate and self-soothe and self-pleasure and get these same results, which is amazing. You don't have to have a partner in order to reap the benefits that sex 
brings. The same study found that being in a good mood led to improved physical affection and better sex overall. Sex also offers a temporary feel-good diversion. Now, let me preface this by saying, if you are someone who is prone to depression, I do not want you self-medicating with alcohol or drugs or sex. You can replace anything with something that's too much. You can do something too much. Yeah, no, life is a balance. Life is a balance. Right, exactly. A little bit of everything. Everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. However, sex and fantasies in particular can help your mind wander away from the normal day, everyday stress and anxiety. Concentrating on the touch, concentrating on the position, concentrating on the fantasy can help you ease the depressive state, ease your mental burden and pull you out of that negative headspace. When you're thinking about how hot your partner is or you're visually watching pornography or you're listening to a sexy book on tape, it can actually remove you from that depressive state and take you to another place. That's so interesting. I wonder Mm -hmm. if that has anything to do with like, because you were saying earlier, people a part of the LGBTQ plus Mm -hmm. community typically have more depressive symptoms. Yes. And typically engage in more like, um, like BDSM or like Mm -hmm. other kinks and stuff like that. Interesting tie Mm -hmm. there, kink Mm -hmm. and depression. Also, they have a harder time finding representations of themselves Mm -hmm. in media like porn. In like very typical like missionary white correct sex. Very cisgendered, very heteronormative um, media that we have normally in in society. So they actually have to seek out more Mm -hmm. of that to find themselves. And the porn that we have on Pornhub or... Right. And I feel like BDSM could be great too because it's Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be... It's not... It's not always about like actually sex. Right. It's a, it can be oh, about God, no. just yeah. like. Yeah. Go back and listen to Roosevelt. Yeah. He talks about how none of his clients, they don't have sex at all. Yeah. There's no penetration. There's no orgasm. That could be no really sex. like healing for someone. I actually think oh I might have Roosevelt come back on the show and talk about how BDSM is a psychological uh, oh helper. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And actually. It can help a lot of people with trauma too. Oh, for sure. Especially like sexual related trauma. For it's, sure. That's a whole different episode. Completely. Sex also helps you sleep. Anybody oh my God. Yeah. masturbate before bed? Raise, yep. your, raise your hand if you masturbate before bed. Everyone's oh, hands are raised. <laughs> Where's my fucking no, air horn for there. that right now? <laughs> raise your hand. <laughs> I've definitely noticed that like instantly I come and then I'm like, oh, cool. I gotta go to I'm going to go to sleep. And night night. Depression and stress can make it hard to fall asleep. So sex and orgasm, even if you don't have intercourse, stimulates the, rece- uh, the release of prolactin, which is known to induce feelings of drowsiness. And so when we release the prolactin, whether it's with a partner or by ourselves, we can actually increase the likelihood of us falling asleep, which is one of the high, uh, really, really um, common symptoms of patients with depression is that they can't fall asleep. I did notice that when I was taking Zoloft, if I ever had a hard time falling asleep, my first instinct as a human sexuality professor was to masturbate. That's when I started getting frustrated because it would take me 30, 45, <laughs> 60 minutes. Uh, and then I'm like, you motherfucker. Like, now I'm, I'm not asleep it. and I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Very frustrating. It wasn't the depression. It was the Zoloft it was, that was doing it that. Would, yeah. And then again, sex lowers your blood pressure. Um, elevated blood pressure is one of the ways that your body responds to stress. And study examined the effect of sex on blood pressures of individuals who were exposed to stressful life events, such as solving math problems or standing on stage. 
When these individuals had sex, they were found to have a lower baseline blood pressure when doing these individual tasks. This study suggests that people who have sex are less likely to feel anxious during stressful events. So in that logic, having regular sex, either by yourself or with a partner, can actually prepare you for future life events that will be stressful or anxiety-inducing, therefore preparing you for future episodes where you could actually fend depression off because you are already in a better headspace because of sex. I wonder if that has anything to do with, like, the the stereotype that musicians, like, fuck a ton. (laughs) Musicians fuck. Right? Like, or, like, you know, groupies and shit like that. Like... That's interesting. That is a fact. That's a good study. That's a fucking study. Arousal (laughs) provokes activity in the emotion centers of our brains. So when we get aroused, MRI studies have shown the first thing that happens is an area of our body called, or our brain called the limbic system is activated. In the initial arousal stage, our blood pressure and blood flow increases into specific areas such as genitals and breast and Arousal acts like an on switch in order for our bodies to be ready for sex. And sexual intercourse increases our nitric oxide activities, which impacts anxiety and depression levels. So when we have sex, a ton of shit happens in our bodies and our brains all at the same time. Arousal happens in our brains, which then tells our bodies to become aroused. It increases blood flow. That blood flow then sends messages to certain parts of our bodies to become aroused. Sensitivity is heightened. Our brains are working on overdrive for uh, feelings of excitement and love and compassion and empathy. Along with this, there is a surge of nitric oxide that is released into our bodies. It is a molecule that is in our blood vessels. And in these molecules, it helps our intermuscles relax. This surge in nitric oxide can explain why some areas of our bodies are tender or more sensitive during arousal and why our skin becomes red and flushed when we are aroused. It's important to note that some of the side effects of nitric oxide deficiency are irritability, depression, anxiety, insomnia, and less energy. So when we are sending our bodies these cues to engage in sex, we're releasing nitric oxide. When we release nitric oxide, we eliminate irritability, depression, anxiety, insomnia, and less energy. When we are nitric oxide deficient, meaning we haven't engaged in sexual activity or released nitric oxide, those symptoms become more prominent. People who struggle with a genetic nitric oxide deficiency often experience symptoms of anxiety and depression more than their regular counterparts. Um, Sexual intercourse also releases our faves, dopamine and serotonin. We love those bad boys. Those are our two favorite hormones in the human body. Hell yeah. I love them so much. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter. It plays a huge role in how we feel pleasure. Dopamine also plays a role in motivating our brains to feel that pleasure again. So seeking joy, which is something that people with depression have a hard time doing. When we have sex, our bodies spread the dopamine chemicals through various pathways in our brains and other pleasurable activities, not just sex, um, 
are, are come to the forefront and we then want to engage in more pleasurable activities other than just sex. Individuals who have dopamine deficiency tend to be more depressed than individuals who do not. Our dopamine system is critical in the transformation of the perception of linking rewards to motivations. Yeah. So if we think that we're going to get a reward for doing something, we're more likely to do that action, mm -hmm. thinking that we're going to be rewarded and therefore feel good. Right. When we lack dopamine, nothing matters. I don't give a shit if I put my laundry away. Right. I don't care. Like, sure, it'll make me feel happy, but like in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to make me feel It doesn't, happy. though. That's the thing. With people with dope, doing those reward-based projects oh. or tasks bring no joy. Yeah. They bring no reward. Okay. So what the fuck is the point? Right. But when you have sex, dopamine is automatically released. So you can kickstart the dopamine production oh. simply by engaging in sexual activities. Oh. And then your body is primed to do other things. So if you yeah. notice that you are in a depressive state and then you have sex, I would say right after, do a chore. Do something that will also bring you a reward, that's like great. putting your clothes away, yeah. knowing that that's done. Uh, fuck Zoloft, get a vibrator. Fuck Zoloft, <laughs> get a vibrator. I'm putting that on a motherfucking <laughs> shirt. Write that down. Bumper sticker. Serotonin is there uh, when we have intercourse as well. Um, serotonin is one of my favorite uh, body chemicals. It is important um, to functions like sleep, emotion, and metabolism. So being able to gain weight, lose weight, um, digest food properly, eat food regularly. Um, researchers have been steadily studying and analyzing the link between serotonin and depression for almost 100 years. Um, and it was originally believed that depression was simply just low serotonin in individuals. But it is so much more complex than that. Oh, yeah. Low serotonin does not always mean a direct cause of depression. There isn't just one cause of depression or anxiety. But raising your serotonin levels has been proven to be one of the most effective depression treatments, which is why drugs like Zoloft, Cymbalta, Lexo, anything that's an SSRI, raising your serotonin levels is proven to improve depression symptoms in individuals. Mm -hmm. There are other ways to increase serotonin. Serotonin regulates your mood, social behaviors, emotions, appetite and digestion, sleep, memory, and sex drive. Memory? Some of the most, yeah. That's crazy. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the most prominent symptoms of anxiety and depression include erratic sleep, bad memory, hard to manage emotions, and mood swings that make it difficult for you to engage in social interactions with other people. It makes absolute sense that by having regular sex mm -hmm. and releasing serotonin, we could actually help decrease the amount of depression that we are feeling as individuals. Sexual intercourse also releases adrenaline, epinephrine yeah. and noroepinephrine, which makes us feel alive. And for many people with depression, they don't feel shit. It is really difficult for people with depression to feel anything. Mm -hmm. And having sex is one of those rare human behaviors that can release not only happy chemicals, but endorphins and adrenaline as well, which can actually help people who have depression feel something which is like 
I've, is another reason why people might turn to self-harm behaviors. Mm-hmm. So like cutting and stuff yep. like that because it releases some of that yep. adrenaline. It absolutely can release adrenaline when you cut yourself, when you have um, self-harm or pain-inflicted behaviors. This is also why a lot of people turn to BDSM, the pain right. and the pleasure center yes. of the brain. Uh. Yeah. Are so right next to each they other. They are BFFs. They are. They're right the fuck there. And they get confused a lot. They're like twins that you can't tell apart. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> and this hormone, epinephrine, norepinephrine, is an exhilarating feeling, kind of like when you get a tattoo. Somebody uh, I know just what? got a new tattoo. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> What'd you get? You just got a new I tattoo. I got a little honey bear. He's so he's really cute. Cute. Have you named him yet? No, he's just a little honey it's bear. It's a honey bear. He's just a little dude. I got lavender. We went to the same tattoo. It was this flash. They're having sale. a flash sale. She's yeah, like, you like, want to go get a tattoo? I was like, Fuck BFF dude. tattoos. Yeah, it's super cute. I love my. That's little... why there was that sound going on around, around on TikTok. Don't be depressed. Just get a tattoo. It's true. <laughs> it releases adrenaline. Yeah. They actually say it, it's nuts. According to a medical news today study low levels of epinephrine can often result in physical and mental symptoms related to anxiety and depression lastly how sex can help improve your depression symptoms is by having two big o's mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. oh <laughs> oh oh hey. hey one of them is an orgasm you gonna give me something Oh, my God. And the other one is oxytocin. Oh, we love her. We love her. We love oxytocin. You're the worst. Orgasms, uh, when you have them, release oxytocin. Uh, This hormone is known as the cuddle hormone. It can be released if you do a 10-second hug. It can be released if you do a six-second kiss. It can be released when you are breastfeeding. It can be released when you pet the very good boys that are dogs. I love them, ah. and I love petting dogs because it releases oxytocin. And See, baby, that's why I pet dogs. That's why therapy animals exist. Exactly. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Yeah. There's a dog <laughs> today at work. Oh, my God. I've had a dog today. Did it bite you? No. Uh, he's precious. His name is Dude. And Shut he, up. Yeah, no, that's his name. And he sees me from across the parking lot and stops in his tracks and, like, does a little dance. And his mom, his owner, is always like, there's your friend. And he pulls her over to me. He is a phantom golden doodle. I'm going to show you a picture. Oh, my gosh. That's so I, I'm sorry for the listeners. Look up phantom golden doodle. They are absolutely stunning they are an ombre of uh uh color so they start Ooh, at the, black at, they start at black at the top and go to white at the bottom oh mm-hmm. interesting this is dude oh. he's, he's good a looking fluffy dude. boy he's a good looking boy he's a he's fluffy. Very he fluffy. walk he looks like he saved somebody from a fire he's got, he does he looks like he rolled around in ash oh my gosh yeah, yeah. Exactly he's got a little white like. like snout and then white yeah. paws but it only goes up to like his his elbow. little elbow yeah um, so I pet a dog today, it released a bunch of oxytocin. It felt real fucking good. Um, oxytocin is chocolate known too. chocolate. Yes. Chocolate releases oxytocin known as the love hormone or the let's be together forever feeling that plays a vital role in pleasurable climaxes. You get a big dose of oxytocin during orgasm, but that's not the only time that you can induce or, uh, oxytocin for women. Oxytocin is released during labor and while breastfeeding, which creates a motherly bond between herself and her newborn baby. Um, And it's not just about feeling in love, but about experiencing togetherness, empathy, and feeling connected to another person. So if a mother going through postpartum depression 
may have less oxytocin? I would love to see a study on women who breastfeed versus women who do not that experience. So in the research I've done, 95% of women who give birth have postpartum depression. There's oh, no, oh. there's no amount of breastfeeding or cuddling. Right, but some, some it may be more severe than others. Correct. For some, it it's is postpartum anxiety. For some, it's postpartum depression with psychosis. Right. For okay. some, it is postpartum depression that is lasting they can't bond. Yeah. They can't form any sort of love with their child. Mm -hmm. They can't get out of the funk of depression. Yeah. And for them, breastfeeding doesn't do it for them. But mm -hmm. for some women, just the act of holding their baby and breastfeeding can actually release that oxytocin. Oh, and help them like get and out of And help them get out of the postpartum depression. So I know. It's, it's like Mother Nature's built in that little. Right. It's, she built it in. She's like, you need here some you oxytocin. Go. Here you fucking go. Feed your kid. <laughs> but there are some, and, and so many women experience postpartum depression because you're going through so many hormonal right. changes. You just gave birth to a human Especially, and all of that hormone that's is been like coming the fuck out of you. for months. Months. Nine. And then, to, to be exact. To be exact. To be exact. Nine. <laughs> whole month. Uh, according to PET scans taken at the moment of orgasm. So does that mean someone's jerking off? Yeah. Like, and I want to do this. Scan? So I want to be this. <laughs> if anyone has a, a, an in at any sort of like sex lab, I oh would love God. to be attached to machinery while I come. Anyone sex who lab. has this sex lab. Who has a sex lab? I don't know. Justin? Justin, do you have a Justin. sex lab? Justin, come if you have our listeners, uh, for the love of God, do you love have a sex God. lab? Is it in your basement? Because I'm not going I'm there. I'm not coming to your sex <laughs> lab. Fuck. Good God! According to PET scans taken at the moment of orgasm, the reward circuits in our brain go fucking crazy like a fireworks show. My love, fireworks. We love, I love fireworks. I love fireworks. And the center of reasoning and behavior is temporarily shut down. Dude. You know. Which is great for people with depression and anxiety because that's you, the thing that's on overdrive. Do you guys ever, like, as you're orgasming, <laughs> have random thoughts that float into your mind and it's like. Yeah, uh, that's when I don't come. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I'm about stop. to come and any thought crosses Anything. my mind, I'm, I'm like, done. well, fuck, well, never mind. Fuck now me. we got to do this all over again. Okay, no. okay, let me let me rephrase <laughs> that. Okay, so actually climaxing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And say something's on your mind, and it could be literally anything, and it can Dear. be uh, an invasive thought, like something that you do not like or something you do not care for. Sometimes that happens. What? And it, I mean, it could be anything. No. And all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, it's not that bad of a thought. It's not that bad you, of a thing. Yeah. Um, like, say, oh. say I hate traffic. Okay, so like it oh, makes okay. it makes it seem better, right? When you're coming. So like, so I'm I'm coming, right? And then all of a sudden, traffic floats into my brain, and I'm like, traffic's not that bad. It's not <laughs> <laughs> that good. Is right. that why That's guys have like post come clarity, post yes. nut clarity? Not just guys. Everyone has post nut clarity. Yeah, no. By definitely. the way, okay, oh, yeah. good to know. Everyone has it. You yeah. just have to tap into it. No, because like that's kind of that's like positive reinforcement. Yes. What you're doing right there by telling yeah. you, by you could actually train yourself to Pavlov it. Pavlov yeah. that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like traffic's not that bad. A positive <laughs> version. Okay. <laughs> Complete sidetrack. But I have heard this is why some people in like the military, like the only time that they have to themselves is when they're in the bathroom. And that's mm. why people in the military may have like sexual kinks or whatever tied to like 
pee or like what? shit because okay. they're associating smells. Oh, now I need to do a fucking up. Write that down. Yeah, they're oh, associating God. smells with orgasm. With orgasm. And mm. when you're, again, when you're Pavlov. Yeah. Another that, side note, did you know, so in the homologous brain, so like in the brain, in the brain, there is different parts of the body that are associated oh my with gosh, different I parts of the brain. To, you need to look up a map, listener. Look up look the, up the map. homunculus. 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 Brain map. I don't. It's weird spelling, I but think it that, shows exactly. like every area of yep. the brain and what part of the body it's connected and to. And guess what part of the body is right next to the pleasure center of the brain? No clue. The foot. It's crazy. What? It's crazy. So why people it's have crazy. foot fetishes could be related to the <sighs> fact that the part of the brain associated with the foot is right next to the pleasure center of yeah. the brain. Okay, that makes sense. Is that crazy? It's so I, interesting. I like feet, but I don't have a foot fetish. Homunculus. H-O-M-U-N-C-U-L-U-S. Homunculus. Homunculus. Put that in your spelling bee. Put that in your fucking pipe and smoke it. <laughs> uh, depression is something that is probably going to affect you at some point in your life. Whether it's for a day, whether it's for a week, whether it's because you moved or you lost your job or someone passed away, you are probably going to experience symptoms of depression. You probably already have. Maybe you recognize it, maybe you don't. You also could be an individual, like 70% of the population, who has experienced a long-term depressive episode in their life. If you are someone who took that depressive episode to a doctor and got prescribed a medication, you are very likely to experience sexual side effects because of that medication. Mm -hmm. And individuals who suffer from chronic long-term depression are also likely to experience sexual dysfunction. If you are the partner of someone who experiences cyclic depression, chronic depression, or takes an SSRI, understand that it is extremely common. 70% of people who take an SSRI, which are the most common prescribed medications for depression, experience sexual side effects, including premature ejaculation, delayed ejaculation, erectile difficulties, non-lubrication, anorgasmia, and lower libido or sex drive. Communicate with your partner communicate and talk about how the depression is affecting them and their sex drive and how that sex drive is affecting your relationship and what you can possibly do to get around it. There are numerous treatments and alternative therapies that an individual can engage in, including cognitive behavioral therapy, TMS, electroconvulsive magnetic therapy, ketamine trials, alternative therapies, psilocybin, you can also take different medications that are not SSRI-based, like Wellbutrin. You can also have sex as a treatment for Ooh. depression. Like, get that serotonin juice flowing. Get the oxytocin out there. You can have sex with a partner or by yourself. Everything in moderation. Please do not use sex as a uh, self medicating tool no, no that is not what we want you to do don't go to the opposite side don't go to the dark side of the right the spectrum but understanding Moderation. that sex is a natural human behavior it can actually help eliminate some of the symptoms of sex 
or some of the symptoms of depression and can prepare us for future angst-ridden situations and make us better prepared individuals. Mm -hmm. Sex is a major part of being a human being. And in the world that we live in, so is depression. And we have to learn how to navigate both. I hope you found this information uh, helpful. I hope that you took something from it. Last thoughts, my humans? Have sex. (laughs) With protection. Yeah, with protection. Absolutely. Please make sure you follow us on Instagram, What's Your Precision Podcast. Make sure you email us if you have a question, What's Your Precision Podcast at gmail.com. Call us at 513-696-SEX. Leave us a voicemail. Download, like, and share with your friends. And as always, stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy. What's Your Position podcast represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for education and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of error. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy.